0: For those with good taste. Hey, what is going on, everybody? It's your boys from For Those With Good Taste. I'm Matt. He's Lenny. And before we get into today's hotness, we're going to ask you to jump into the likes, into the comments. Make sure you're mashing the subscribe button. And maybe tell a friend about it because we are coming in hot today, Lenny.
1: We we are coming up on the biggest fight of the year, Matt. I hate that you did that because like the year just started. But it's the biggest fight of the year. It is. You're not wrong. It's it's, it's even at the end of this year, it could be the biggest fight of the year. I mean, it depends on what this other guy does, right? It, well, it depends on the outcome. It depends on what 2020 wants to do. If it's like 2020, well, if 2021, I mean, yeah, if it wants to be like 2020, we're we're screwed.
0: Let's let's remain positive. I'm we're going to move ourselves away this. from that.
1: I'm very positive about this. Yeah. This
0: feels right because we're talking about Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier, a.k.a. DP. Yuck. And we're going number dose on this one, baby. Two times the fun. Two times the pleasure? Yes, sir. Doublement. But before we can get
1: to the present and yeah. break down that fight. Yeah, we
0: can't talk about where we're going until we know where we've been.
1: Yeah, we should, um, we should hit the rear view. Yeah. Kind of see what's going on in the past. Yep. You know um back to the future style we'll we'll get there to yeah get, I mean
0: get here. it, it kind of all starts in a magical year some didn't think it would be a magical year but it kind of was
1: 2000, 2012 2012 yeah. yeah
0: it's really interesting quite the year uh I think we'll start it off with Connor
1: my guy right? yeah. yeah your guy yeah my guy so so Connor at this point it's the year 2012. Um, Jumanji has not happened. <laughs> we're still going, and and he's actually little known fact on his way to his first set of double championships. Yeah, uh, so he beat a guy named Dave Hill by a uh, rear naked choke, something that we rarely see if, if actually never since then a rear naked choke from Conor McGregor. Well, he's received a couple, but not given them out. Uh, but he goes on to fight Ivan Bushinger. It's uh it's the end of the year. It's December. He's going in there, he's going to get the lightweight strap, and he does it in typical Conor fashion uh, with a beautiful step-back right, step left hand, drops this guy, beautiful counter punch. You'd see something similar a little later on in his career, uh, but this was just a, a huge moment. It launches him into the forefront of the MMA community. Um, the tighter, like the, the more hard hardcore guys, and even gets a shout-out by the likes of like Joe Rogan at this
0: point. Yeah. And while he's doing all that hotness... Dustin Poirier is slowly building his name, and he's doing it in a real workman's-like capacity. He starts off in the WEC. Young guy, he's not really doing it in a flashy way. He's fighting the who's who of the WEC. He he gets down in the mud a little bit. Yeah, he's he's he's
1: getting down and dirty. When you think of the word grit, uh, I think Dustin Poirier comes to your mind.
0: He's definitely a name that comes up, and he's he's never really been given any handouts. His first fight in the UFC, they give him Josh Grispey. And if you don't know Josh Grispey, He went from UFC hot prospect to uh, one of the tragic stories of MMA fighters, but we won't jump into that. What we will talk about is the fact that Dustin Poirier overcomes the adversity, I guess you could say, beats Josh Mm -hmm. Crispy, and he goes on to have quite an interesting career. In 2012, he starts it off by beating a household name by the name of Max Holloway. Little
1: known name.
0: You know. Little known name. You you probably wouldn't have known him then, but you definitely know him now. He was just starting his career. Uh, and it, it's it's kind of a big deal because that sets him up for a fight against the Korean zombie who just recently could have been fighting for a title. He's a perennial contender. Uh, he loses that fight, but he it's ends great, the year. It's a, it's a fight, very, fight. very good fight. Back and forth fight. It really shows his grit. And it's it's giving Dustin this, this gritty fighter tagline for the UFC, which is a big deal. And he ends the year by finishing Jonathan Brookins with a pretty impressive uh, Darsh choke, and th- this is the time where we're starting to think that this is this is where it could happen, and this is where their timelines kind of meet. Uh, Dustin does go on to fight Cub Swanson, and, and this is kind of a,
1: a standard pattern. Unfortunately, like because you kind of just said it right, like we're coming off this Brookins victory, and again we're like, okay, he's lost to Chan Sung Jung, uh, but no big deal there. No big deal. Really good guy. Uh, this is where he get, takes that next escalation. He's going to get Cub Swanson, a guy with another really good name, has lost to Jose Aldo for a title. So he's been in that mix. Yeah. This is a big guy to beat, a big point in his career. And I think we're all going into this with a little hype.
0: Yeah, we're going into it with some hype. And for one reason or another, it's a good fight. Good fight, but it's it's kind of looked at in the monitor of another big fight where Dustin just can't really cross that threshold. Yes, but another then, exciting one. Another exciting fight. Yeah. Dustin's not a guy who's shying away from fights.
1: No, and, and like up until this point, I think the reason why he's able to maintain even with these losses on, you know, that that middle tier, because we we have talked about in the past, guys who sometimes you don't want people who only lose to the top dogs, yeah, because sometimes they they'll beat everybody below it and they'll kill off, yeah, they they kill the off the talent, front. the yeah, potential. Yeah. Um, but the reason he's always been able to stick around despite some of those things early in his career, his fighting style,
0: his fighting style is one to watch and. You know, after the Cub Swanson loss, he starts rattling off some pretty big wins. You've got Eric Koch, who he beats in a unanimous decision. The common opponent that we're gonna hear, Diego Brendau, who he took some shots in that fight. I think at one point he gets clipped, but in typical Dustin fashion, he's getting into these barn burners and starts digging in body shots, starts really working his boxing relentless
1: pressure he he is the term like war, war of attrition yeah um he he is that right because he's putting it on you it's kind of a, a wave because brando is is hitting him kind of hard for the first couple minutes and then it's like the back half of that round is just pouring pressing him on the cage and then just body shot pouring it on yes, so to speak that, that is perfect
0: <laughs> but he rounds out this impressive uh build up with a big big win over akira
1: korasani yes. and while he's doing all this um Connor is, is actually venturing over to the United States actually makes his way. So he, he kicks off, he, he gets done being a double champ and the UFC of course comes a calling because there's a, there's a certain uh, feeling about this guy that he could be the next big name. And, and, People don't may not know this, but when you look back at that time period, there there was a question on what the next big name was gonna be yeah. in MMA. Because John Jones is like growing, but there's still some questions. Like John Jones obviously go like he's still um beating legends at this point, hasn't necessarily screwed up the way he would go on to, but there was always a little bit of skepticism. Starting to see right? some signs. Exactly. So um in, in GSP's on his way out, you you've lost a lot of major names and it's like they need a guy to kind of step in. And Connor seems like he's perfect for it. He doesn't have the tattoos yet. He's still, he's not wearing suits the way he was just yet. Um, He's got the shaved head though. Uh, And he just comes out and he follows up that next year. And he rattles off a beautiful win, a beautiful knockout in his first fight against Marcus Bribich, does the cool little walk-off shimmy in his hands, <laughs> and he shows up in Boston on his first fight in the United States, gets the walkout on the prelims. Yeah. They dim the lights and everything and have these guys walk out, and he beats Max Holloway, the common name again. These guys have had a very similar run-up to this point, right? right. Um, and Max Holloway, it's a great fight. Connor tears his ACL and has to take a little bit of time off at this point. Uh, but he wins in the process, and actually shows up some really good grappling skills that a lot of people don't highlight all the time. Uh, is that his jiu-jitsu, especially from a top game, and his takedowns in that fight were all very nice. But it wasn't early Max Holloway. Yeah, Max Holloway. Very we'll very about young. young was like. But when you want to talk about talented, He's, there's yeah. a reason why this kid's on the list. Exactly. Um. So he goes back to Ireland and he beats uh, Deano Brandau. He bring, he brings the UFC back to Ireland and has this barn burner of a fight with this guy one round chases him around the octagon knocks him out it's amazing the crowd goes nuts and it gets us to this point
0: point. Uh, and, it's, and it's summit
1: and it couldn't have been better because it's like one of those things where in fighting sometimes two polarizing figures just meet each other right and you have the brash up and coming guy who really, like, from most people's perspective, is all bark no bite, right? Yeah. Hasn't earned a damn thing in the. kind of being given a golden ticket to the show, so yes, to speak. He, he's on the main card. He's doing press conferences with Daniel Cormier and Johnson and uh, Johnson, uh, John, 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 John Jones, uh, John Jones. Uh, John Jones. Um doing press conferences with like the title guys. Like he's being built right next to the John Jones. The guy we're talking about at this point had, a believe a Nike contract. Yeah. Like he, he it's was a pretty big deal on his way up, right? Becoming mainstream. Um, this is where they see him. And it's like, Dustin's like, yo, you tried feeding me to Josh Crispy when I fucking got here. Right? Like you, you
0: you're feeding this guy with a silver You've spoon. You've been feeding me to
1: everybody since I got here. Yeah. Whenever a guy you wanted to get to a title needed to win, you you fed him to me. And not only
0: that, you know, in these bigger matchups, yeah, same same thing. But you're still feeding them to me, right? Because they gave him those opportunities where it's like, all right, you think you're hot shit. Boom. Here's Chang Sung Jung. Here's Cub Swanson.
1: That is the other way to look at it. Like he did squander maybe squander some of those um, opportunities but th- as well. That
0: gives Dustin this chip on his shoulder, man. And mm-hmm. it has this buildup of these two clashing
1: kind of personalities and egos. Blue collar worker hasn't been given his fair shot in his mind yet. Guy who's just taking his shot over here and being like, I'm going to... He literally starts calling his calling shots. Calling his shots. Uh, because this is the birth of Mystic Mac, right? This is the birth of Conor McGregor saying, it's done in one.
0: I like the way you put that. The 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 rise of Mystic Mac, and supposedly the unearthing of the diamond, Dustin Poirier. Hey, what is going on, everybody? It's your boys from Four Lows With Good Taste. I'm Matt. He's Lenny. Bang, bang. And we are right back in here. You guys are right back over there. Hit that subscribe button. Hit us in the comment section. Smack us with a like. Who
1: knows? We're here with Part Deux, Matt. Part Deux? Part Deux. Part Deux. Conor of... McGregor. Dustin Poirier. Part dur, part dur, but where part dur of their part dur?
0: Durception. Yes. It's a dur within a dur.
1: Yeah, I was trying to. Th- what is uh, a dur squared? Ah, uh, I don't think that's four durrs, though. Fred Durst. Is he still around? It's all about the nookie. <laughs> if he's not, he
0: should be. Uh, but yeah, man, we're right back in here on our first episode. We mm-hmm. kind of gave everybody the highlight, the background. So yeah, the very
1: first meeting, how we got there, so to speak.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. The the yellow brick road mm-hmm. of how we got to Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor, won.
1: And it and it came and went. And Connor dusted this man.
0: Oh damn! Why would you do that to it, this
1: man? Am I wrong though? Like, in, in, no, you're in, not. In most facets. I mean, first of all, he called the round. Called the round. He goes out there and does it, and does it in a fashion where, like, everything from his body language, he he won that whole fight. Like he. He yeah. walks him down. Yeah. He's got that, like, the power stance that he's he's known, for that he kind of became known for, was built in that fight. Man, he,
0: he comes out, when you talk about oozing confidence, I mean, he's throwing spinning wheel kicks with absolutely no worry for
1: what Dustin's going to be able to throw back at him. And he eats a couple. And I think you can even see, once he eats a couple of Dustin's punches, he's like, oh, this is oh, no. this guy. Yeah, I got like, this. He, he can't touch me. Yeah.
0: It, it gets really interesting really quickly, but it doesn't last long, man. To your point. Connor calls the round, knocks him out with an, uh, an impactful overhand left that some would think was
1: behind the head. I think you and I are in agreement that it, it is square it, on the equilibrium, right so behind the ear. It, it's behind, it's definitely behind the ear, but there's no, it's the symbol of the, um, junior Dosano stuff recently with Sorel Gagne. Like it, it's just, you moved your head, man. It's a like, legal it, shot. It, it you ducked into dude. it. Like, and I think uh, Dustin's never come back and really used that as an excuse to his credit. Um, But from here, it kind of builds this. Obviously, Connor was already building his name. But then Mystic Mac is born. And then it's the man Man. who finds a way to come out and and just perform at these levels and have these spectacles. That honestly, to this point, I can think of few before it in the UFC. For for like the time I've watched it. You know, maybe George St-Pierre. In, uh, with, against Jake Shields at, but I, like the I, o, in Canada, right? I, the Bell I, Center.
0: Sure. But I think you're also talking about something different. Like we were seeing the talent aspect of George St. Pierre, but there was no, there was large crowds, but there wasn't, it wasn't as
1: passionate.
0: No. Like the no.
1: passion that you feel. And, and I can speak firsthand. I've, I've seen the man fight twice, right? I saw him fight Holloway. You've been in I, the trenches. And I saw him fight Chad. Chad I'm, I'm going to say Chad. Bez. I meant Dennis Seaver. Sorry. Yep. Prior to that. Um, And the energy that the band is able to bring into an arena is just insane. And the Poirier fight, I think, is in such a large part to that. Because when I go on to see him fight Seaver, now it's like, before, it's the hardcores that were there at the prelims to see the guy that we had all heard about who's finally debuting in the United States, right? right? Like, I was there for that. I got there early, and I I knew I wanted to see it. Um, But the Seaver fight, it's a sold-out arena, and they're there for Conor McGregor. And it puts him on this trajectory because he jumps over the cage in this fight. I actually thought about this recently because he, he goes on to jump. Out, like We have the Habib. Jumps
0: out of the cage several times. Yeah, we have
1: the Habib jump out of the cage. But this is when he jumps out of the cage at, at Jose Aldo. Yeah. And gets in his fight, in his face. And everybody and was okay with it then. Yep. And he's and he's supposed to go on. And I think he's going to fight. In his next fight, he's supposed to fight Aldo. Aldo mm-hmm. gets hurt or whatever happens. He pulls out. Connor again, builds his name even further because he takes a fight on day's notice. Real short notice. A a thing that becomes uh, a common theme in his career, that he is more than willing, and I think it's what builds a lot of the clout that he has with uh, MMA fans, is that he's not just talking the game at this point. He's also showing that he can walk the walk a little bit. And he takes a fight on short notice against a wrestler. Granted, the gas tank wasn't going to be there, but this is a style that most people said that Conor would have trouble with. He defeats Chad Mendes in two rounds, gets him out. Do do you remember... When you broke the news to me that, that he had
0: accepted the Chad Mendez fight, no, you you painted the picture of how that went down. How Conor McGregor is sleeping on his couch yeah. and picks up the phone and it's John Kavanaugh and he tells him, "Yeah, Aldo's out, man. They want to give you Mendez. And he's like, "Doesn't, doesn't even matter. it doesn't even matter, bruv. Yeah, you know it's I don't think it's said bro, I, don't think That's all it. I'm saying, it, dude. Said mate, doesn't uh, matter, but it's it's insane to think that he takes that fight on short notice. Against a wrestler who everybody said was going to be his kryptonite, mm-hmm. and
1: he stands up against that test. Big yeah, time. He, 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 it's not easy, but he comes out the other side. He gets a grand walkout too, if you remember. Um, so from here, you you get him starching again. A, a guy who ten year run Jose Aldo's been the goat at his weight class. Connor comes out, calls his shot in the in the um, room before he comes out in the dressing room. He's practices. On the left. And then he knocks him out in 13 seconds, and like here we are, Matt. Like, I remember like, that the, moment. There's never been a bigger name in sport in the in the sport of MMA. In that one 13 second stretch, uh, the biggest name in MMA history is Connor
0: Conor McGregor has transcended the possibilities of what an MMA star could be. Yes, sir. Let's let's flip the roles here. Dustin Poirier, yes, sir, loses that fight to Conor McGregor devastating fashion and they still don't really kind of pay respect to this man because he's going up against some heavy hitters he's fighting carlos diego fajeda ends up beating him by knockout he then goes on to fight yancy medeiros another guy who is gonna get into these wars and these slug fests he wins that fight and then you get this storyline of hey we're gonna match dp up against joe duffy and joe duffy as many people know is the guy who beat Conor McGregor before he came over to the UFC in the United States?
1: Yeah, to this point, Conor's got two losses on his correct on his record, and his most his last one uh, was against Joe Duffy by submission. Yeah. Um, important thing to mention about Dustin Poirier at this point, though he he is doing this. He moved up in weight. He goes yeah. up to the one fifty five pound division. He goes there before Conor does.
0: Yeah, sorry. So that's the big thing. After he loses that fight, the no. the the Fajita fight, the Yancy Medeiros fights, the Joe Duffy fights.
1: Moves up to hundred. I think he blamed the weight pounds. cut a little bit for his chin in the knock, uh, the knockout, and into his credit, he he has had a rock solid chin for the most part since. Then.
0: He's also a big guy, you know. Yeah. When you look at that fight with him and Connor, there's not a lot of instances where Connor looks like a smaller guy, and Dustin's definitely bigger there. He he puts on the weight. He then goes on this run. He beats the likes of Duffy, beats Bobby Green, who is a, a, a an up and comer, so to speak, at that time, and. Then he gets pitted in somewhat of a grudge match, and representing his gym, the old Dustin tends or seems to rear his ugly head because Dustin Poirier was fighting for American Top Team is pitted up against Michael Johnson, who was coming from the Black Zillions camp, and there was a lot of bad blood between those two camps. It got to the point where this was such an emotional fight for Dustin that he gets in there and starts throws the game plan completely out of the window, starts swinging for the fences doesn't last long, gets starched by Michael Johnson.
1: Yep. Uh, And that word keeps coming up. I mean, the, the, the thing, he only has five losses in his career to this point, but so many, they either came by first round, getting overwhelmed and getting knocked out, or they come from guys that are the step above him in competition who, have worn him out over a few rounds and they find a way to finish him. So it's it's a hard thing and he has to look in, in the mirror a little and it's, bit at this it's, point. It's another right? loss. You've got to try and figure out what you can do differently. Yeah, yeah. Where, where can I go to, to kind of get past this hurdle that I've come across over and over again? Um, but you know, Dustin at this point isn't the only one going through hor- hurdles, right? This is 2016 and you have uh, Conor McGregor again stepping up. He, he's looking to go for that next trophy on the wall. Right? he He's going big game hunting again. He wants,
0: he wants that champ champ status. So he's
1: going to go for his first attempt at a double belt. He wants to go up to 155, and he wants to claim the championship there. And as the UFC, with the cash cow in front of you that you have, you got to strap the rocket ship onto him. So, yeah. they, so they book the fight. And right? at this
0: time, the 155-pound champion is Rafael Dos Anjos, yeah. who yeah. is, is on
1: a tear. Uh, come off of beating the Wheaties box hero, uh, Anthony Pettis, and, and then defending against the likes of Gilbert, Gilbert Melendez. I mean, he's... Right? He, Man, um, great, great, great fighter. Um, but he drops out before the fight can happen. And again, Conor's put in a situation where some people may have walked away, but instead he agrees to fight Nate Diaz, who has just called him out a couple months previous, and it leads to the most successful fight of all time at this time, yeah. time period. Basically. Yeah, one of the biggest um, matches. Absolutely. Nate Diaz's corner coronation. Connor McGregor is responsible for bringing this man up into the next tax tax bracket, um, and. and it's it's very important that that happens. Connor then suffers though his first defeat. Yeah, um, he he gets overwhelmed. He has a great dominant first round, but he gets overwhelmed by the durability of Diaz.
0: And, and this fight's at one hundred and seventy pounds. Yeah, so uh, it's a heavier guy. Uh,
1: but Nate's only coming in on a couple weeks' notice. But the thing about the Diaz brothers is they're built for for this. Like they're they, built for that. I, type I have of a scenario. saying
0: that you stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And yeah. the Diaz brothers, oh, they stay they stay, just, they they stay ready yeah, they all fight. the time.
1: Um, So Connor has his first bit of taste of defeat in the UFC, and it's his first kind of hardship that he's had to go through, right? Um, But he comes back later on that year, and he overcomes it. Overcomes it. He defeats his foe. He he overcomes Nate Diaz. He does it over five rounds, too, which is huge because it kind of dispels some of the theories that he can't do it over five rounds. He shows when he's committed and he develops a game plan. He did have trouble. He overcomes it in the third and fourth round a little. But he comes back and has a really, really strong fifth round. Closes out that fight and gets a win. And he looks great knocking him down multiple times in there. Yeah, Um, This propels him to finally get that double champ status that he's looking for. And he has maybe the best fight of his career. uh, Defeating Eddie Alvarez with a four-punch combination. Very reminiscent. Beauty. Very reminiscent of his knockout of Ivan Bushinger the first time he went yeah. for a dual championship status. Go look that up. Both of those knockouts are incredible, and they're just so they complement each other so well. When you look at the development of Connor later on in his career, uh, to he he was already setting that stuff up years ago, but now he's implemented it on the biggest stage of his career, and and again shows the fact that when you put him in a big fight situation, he's he's always going to come to fight.
0: Oh, he comes to to deliver. Yes. Like it, it's not just a win; it's a performance. It's I'm going to call my shot, and I'm going to make it look spectacular. And yes. that fight with Nate Diaz wasn't pretty, but it was everything that we kind of needed to see from Conor at that point. And then the Eddie Alvarez fight, he just icing on the cake, man. If you watch that combination, it's, it's poetry in motion. He lands some beautiful
1: shots. It's, Your guy, uh, though, knows a little bit of something about Eddie Alvarez. Oh, he,
0: he knows a couple one, two things about Eddie Alvarez because we talked about Dustin kind of needing to overcome this hump this is mental gap that he might've had. And he loses to Michael Johnson. He fights a strapping Jim Miller crafty vet. Mm -hmm. That is a, a a fight that I kind of feel like he's fighting a a crafty vet knows what he needs to do to kind of pull off the win. gets a decision. And then he's in there with Eddie Alvarez and Lenny. He puts a work in on Eddie Alvarez. This, this is a, a back and forth fight, but you start seeing Eddie Alvarez, Wilt under the pressure that is Dustin Poirier. Mm -hmm. And it unfortunately uh, ends up with uh, an unfortunate illegal knee. Disqualification. Uh, Eddie Alvarez is able to take Dustin Poirier up up against the cage. Almost gets him down to the ground. Starts throwing headshots uh, with his knees.
1: Yeah, to a downed opponent.
0: Gets DQ'd. uh, Not DQ'd. Gets a no contest. And that kind of is another spark for Dustin Poirier. Because he's rattling off wins. We're talking Anthony Pettis, Justin Gaethje. Then the pinnacle comes back. He's fighting Eddie Alvarez again. It's his opportunity to take this grudge match, make a stake for himself. Yes, sir. And without missing a beat. Flying colors, performance of the night. Knocks out Eddie Alvarez and picks up right where he left off. And this was kind of... You know the place where now Eddie Alvarez, uh, I'm sorry, Dustin Poirier is is we're starting to see it. We're starting to see that potential come to fruition. I think
1: you feel like he's made his next step at this point, and you're ready to see him finally get his shot at the top of the top of the food chain. Really, like he he's overcome that. You've forgotten about the loss to Conor, you and then the Michael Johnson one. You're like, oh, that was like a, a kind of a a rarity like like you aside from that where it's like the motions got the best of him i think that was really could, important that could have went could have went anywhere right for him right um so he, he then goes from there to fight for his first championship
0: yeah uh and he's he's meeting an old foe it's max holloway yeah guy he knows pretty well max holloway moves up from the 145 pound division at this point he is one of the top five pound for pound greats moves up to 155 pounds And Dustin really kind of shows the difference of being up at 155 pounds with a couple of solid fights under your belt and having the experience. And he just, again, we talked about overwhelming, simply overwhelms Max
1: Holloway. He, he, the size was too much. It fell oh, off. Yeah. And it was the first time where I think we all said, like, damn, Max Holloway always looked a little big at 145, but he's got to find a way to stay there because Dustin Poirier beat the brakes off this man. And,
0: and it wasn't like it wasn't competitive. They're, they're, they were landing the shots, but you bad. could tell yeah. when punches were landing on Dustin, wasn't moving him. When he was landing punches on Max, you could see Max tremble at some of those shots. But he comes away and and he's holding on to that interim belt. Kind of a big deal.
1: Yep. Um so so they, during this time period on the other side we have we have Connor's kind of stepped away from the game a little bit. His focus has moved away from MMA. He's achieved so much in a short period, really over 4 years. He he's done everything that anybody could ever want to do in a UFC career, right? And he did it that quickly. So he sets his sights on the, on an even bigger prize he goes out there and gets a, a, a very well publicized we all know about it the the boxing match with Floyd Mayweather doesn't go his direction but I'd still say he's a victor comes out with a hundred mil right no uh, nobody's saying that Connor was a loser after that fight yeah you know you got not a care in the world he did it he went 10 rounds too and he had some moments where he looked pretty good in there uh, but the focus is still just further and further away from what got him here you know, the guy, despite having a lot of talk, was always fiery and you always knew he was going to show up on fight night. And, and you kind of get a feeling between 2008, like um, between 2016 and 2018 that that's not the game he's playing anymore. And the money has kind of gone to his head and he feels a bit untouchable. Yeah. Um, and a lot of young people are going to go through that, especially when you have 100 mil in the bank and you've starched everybody you've gone against. Right. If, if there's a
0: span of a couple of years where you're cashing welfare checks to cashing $100 million checks...
1: You have the right to you can do whatever you want, steps, man. Right? You can do whatever you um, want. But he, so he comes back and he has this huge grudge match with a, a common foe um, between Dustin and himself, right? He, they both fight Habib, uh, both to varying levels of little, uh, little success, right? One goes three rounds, the other goes four. Um, I would argue that Conor was still one of the toughest fights for Habib, and and if you listen to Conor, even as recently as today, will tell you that he was coming in subpar to his his normal quality. He was drinking a lot. He wasn't really trying in fights. But John Jones would tell you that's how I won all my championships. That's so. how
0: I beat Alexander Gustafson. Yeah, essentially. So. But it's it's no knock on Conor, and I think looking back as we do, when we look at Habib's performance against Dustin, against uh, Justin Gaethje, mm-hmm. Connor didn't look that bad.
1: No, didn't wasn't that bad. No, uh, like when and Habib's recently said top five fighters he's ever fought and Conor McGregor like is is in that conversation for him. He knows that it wasn't easy. Connor won a round off the guy and it was after he'd gotten the break speed off him in the first two rounds. So, um, it, this culminates in, in with the with 2020, right? Yeah. And they both fought one time in 2020 and they both came out successful. Dan Hooker and Dustin Poirier as a potential fight of the year. Uh, there's maybe one or two fights that were better than it and edged it out, but it is Just hard burly. to burning s- The second round of that fight, oh my god, is it a fucking... It, it almost
0: seems like a ten minute round it, at that point, because there's so much going so on.
1: hard, and, and it's like you hear everything. Um, it is like if you haven't seen it, you have to go watch, watch it. it. And if you have seen it, drop a, a thought in the comments about how awesome that fight was. It was incredible. Um, but he has this fight, and you're like, okay. like He has the fire back a little bit. You know, Dustin wanted to be in there. He wanted to get the job done. And I think it signaled something to the rest of the division. Like he's still a guy to, that we need to like go after.
0: Yeah, Khabib may have beat him, but there's going to be a lot of guys who are going to find it hard-pressed to beat him yes. at, at this level. And, and when, it, when we talk about that level of fight between those two, five round barn burner between them you flip it connor mcgregor quick work of donald Cerrone.
1: yeah he he had planned to come out and have a season um things didn't work out in his favor but nobody can say that the 2020 campaign was a complete um completely unsuccessful no, for no. for connor he knocks out a legend donald Cerrone in one round and you can say maybe is a little bit um you know later in his career but i think it was important for connor coming off of two years out of there to not he, it wasn't even like it, it wasn't even a fight I mean, the minute he he almost knocked him out with shoulders. Like, that's not just a guy choking. That's how good Connor is, right? No. no. Um, and and here we are. These two guys coming off of wins, uh, and 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 it's just the stars are going to align, Matt.
0: they uh, the stars are going to align, and we are almost reaching the summit. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's you boys from Four of Those with Good Taste. I'm Matt. He's Lenny. What up? And welcome to our third installment of our preview, our deep dive. Into Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier 2. If you haven't one. caught the first two episodes, go back and watch those. Like, comment, share, subscribe.
1: Maybe there's one right there, too.
0: Over there. Sorry, Lenny interrupted you, buddy.
1: I don't remember what I was going to say. good. Ah, Anyway,
0: our third installment. And now we're getting into the nitty-gritty because it's fight
1: week, baby. It is time. Oh, you could have did that like Bruce Buffer and you ruined it. I wanted to make it my own.
0: It's time. Okay. I, I
1: I, if, it. I, if it was me, I'd be like, it is time. Time. Ooh, That's a we, good one, right? We gotta get that. Kind of like I would do it more like this is Sparta. I digress, though. Um, we yeah, we, we've had now. a we've had a fun time kind of going through our um, our memories of our history with these two guys. Uh, we've we've both watched them ascend to this point, and uh, we're we're back here for the rematch. But before we get to the fight itself, let's uh, how did we get here? Let's kind of look at this past year.
0: Let's do a quick debrief.
1: You know, we finished last episode. Talking about the the fights, the fight they both had in 2020, right? So we had Connor knocking off Cowboy Cerrone, and we had a barn burner of a fight between Dustin Poirier and Dan Hooker. Scrap. From that point on, Connor had wanted to fight again. He had had these plans to fight two to three more times last year. He wanted to he wanted to bang out a season, as he called it. Uh, but coronavirus comes, and it becomes not so profitable for the United for the UFC to want to pay. Connor, a hundred and something million dollars, and yeah, then not recoup anything you're, on are You're
0: too expensive for 2020, man.
1: Yeah, it, that, that's uh, exactly what the case was, man. Um, and, it, and it leads to some disputes between them, right? Yeah, I like, mean. A little bits of issues. I mean,
0: we talked about it in the past. It, it essentially came down to Connor feeling the need to kind of strong arm the UFC into booking him for a fight. Can't can't say um, I blame him. No, and, know, if and, the man wants
1: to work, the man wants to work. And if you
0: think about it, man, he went about it the right way. There, there was no disrespect or anything like that. I mean, he, he calls out—not calls out, but he hits up Dustin. Hey, man, let's let's put on this charity gig. Yeah, let's let's put one on for the fans. I'll cover the cost of
1: everything that you got going on.
0: Let's make it happen.
1: So something that's important to, get, to not get lost here is I think mutually there's a reason that Connor went for Dustin, and. and Part of it is just that, it's respect. Dustin's um, being a philanthropist himself, right? So he's he's a charitable guy. is obviously trying to make amends for his his discretions that he had between 2016 and now, basically, with the multiple issues he ran into. I think he's trying to make good on some of that stuff. Um, but Dustin's also going through his own issues with the UFC at this point. He was supposed to fight Tony Ferguson, uh, but he can, they can never get the money right. Yeah, you know Dustin's at this point where again we we mentioned it in the first video, I, I believe. But you know they they keep putting Dustin in these positions where they want to build other names off of him, and he's been game for that, and he's never said no to them the whole build up to this. So when he's finally at a point position of power and he's rattled off all these wins, he's been an interim champion, he's trying to get he, paid, he man. He fought Habib, yeah, yeah. He's like my name's got some worth now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna look for that. And I do think that Conor, the same way that he looked at a guy like uh, Nate Diaz, I think in a way you you want to pay the dues back to the guys who have put it out there for a lot of their careers. And, and, and Dustin's never ran away from a fight and Connor, I don't think is a guy who's going to just ignore that kind of fact. So he looked at a person who he, he, he would want to do business with in a way. Yeah. Cause if I'm going to give my shine to somebody else, uh, I want them to be somebody who I either can make more money with, like Habib for Connor, or you want to give it to a guy like Poirier, where there's a mutual respect, I think, in that.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's there, there is some credibility to the fight. You know, these guys have the history of we've kind of gone down.
1: And now it's all kind of come to fruition. It's probably a little easier too to for Connor to be like, "Hey, I want to fight that guy because I knocked him out in two and a half minutes the first time we fought." I mean, do you think he calls his shot now? <laughs> he already did. Yeah, he said no. he said it's done in sixty seconds. It's faster this time. He's a
0: grimy bastard,
1: huh? And but I'm not going to disagree with the yeah, man. He did it once, um, you know. And I guess from here because we basically laid the groundwork. They end up booking the fight if you can't tell because we we've done this whole build up here, right? They booked the fight. It's happening. I think it makes perfect sense that Connor would see himself finishing this in 60 seconds. First of all, he has the knowledge of beating him already. Second of all, Dustin Poirier is at his biggest disadvantage in the first round of a fight.
0: And some would say that's where Connor is his most deadliest.
1: He, you it is a dangerous combination there, man, and Dustin is going to be dancing with fire for a lot of that first two rounds. And
0: Dustin's never really been one to shy away from dancing with fire. I no. mean, we've highlighted just about every instance in his career where he has come up against the grain and really just pushed through it.
1: It's his greatest skill set is is also potentially going to be his downfall in this matchup. It is an interesting matchup. It's like an oil and water thing because it's like uh, on one side or yin and yang. Like they, they complete each other's skill sets on the opposite end. So it's like Connor's great those first two rounds and he can get out there and he will he will. Knock you out. You're clean. You'll take your head clean off your shoulders, right in the first two rounds. Oh, the, the other side of that is Poirier, while good in the first two rounds, he doesn't start to shine until three, four, and five, when he can really put it on you.
0: And, and he can kind of use his his pressure as an advantage. Mm-hmm. You know, if he sees you slowing down, if you had to kind of put it, you know, a label on it, you've got Connor kind of representing style and grace. You know, he's he's going to be able to make it look good while he's doing it. He's going to do some some magical things when you look at Dustin. If it's, ga- if it's going to take a few minutes for him to get started, that style is nasty once he gets into gear. He's, he's gritting out, he's powerful, he's beating the crap out of people. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Which one comes out on top?
1: I I, I have to see, if Dustin implements a, a game plan that requires maybe a little bit more patience those through those first couple rounds, maybe he is a little bit more of a boring fighter the first couple of rounds, that could really play to his benefit. I I don't think he's necessarily a better grappler than Conor. As I said uh, in the yeah. first video, like Conor, I think for the most part has some very underrated um, grappling. He had an, a really nice sweep sweep of Nate Diaz. His, his takedown defense and his overall like um, conservation of like damage and energy against Habib was was pretty impressive, right? Um, and there's other stuff along the way. We talked about Max Holloway. He has a really nice guard pass of Dennis Seaver as well. Um, he, he's a guy who's shown spark, the little bits of it along his time in his career. Uh, and and I think that the the grappling will be even enough that it won't be a huge discrepancy. So I don't think that Poirier will want to do that. No. So so what is he really going to do? He's going to have to engage at some point in here. And I, and I just I, I can't see him withstanding it. I don't know about you.
0: Five round fight. Two guys who, who are not going to shy away from it getting scrappy. But if it comes down to blows and who's landing the harder shots, this fight's at 155. Dustin's the bigger guy. But Connor just has a, a certain power and ability to connect shots.
1: We've only seen Connor at 155 twice, which is crazy, too. Yeah. Like, in yeah. the UFC. And, and one was the best of his career, and the other was the worst. Yeah. Uh, you know, even if he shows up somewhere in the middle, I, the fight of the year last year, for like I said, I I think Poirier and Hooker are right up there in the conversation. It was incredible, but the the biggest thing in there is that if for it to be that good, Poirier had to get hit a lot, a ton, and I just don't see a world where Connor has to hit you that much and to that, get you out of there. That's what um, I'm squeaking to. And where I think that 155 is Connor's best division. It blends the most of Connor's power with his speed. And I think that if he's dedicated at that weight class, he's there's maybe not even Habib is better. Like, like I think you know, and, and it, that's
0: that's the big question here is where does your dedication fall? If we're gonna get the Terminator style Conor McGregor that he he wanted to be at the end of 2020 or he wanted to be in 2020, this is a scary fight for Dustin because mm-hmm. Dustin, there, there is nowhere to hide at this point. Like you're, you're you've you've fought the who's who, you've fought for a title, you've answered a lot of questions that people had about you. And this is probably going to be that one instance where if you lose this fight, it's kind of tough to say you can go on to fight for another title. Mm-hmm. It's very, very difficult to do that.
1: Is there an outcome for you that is that Poirier can lose this fight and it's a win for him? No. I think he's in a really hard spot here. If it's, if it's a barn burner and they they go to war for five rounds and he just takes a beating, it's, it's typical Dustin. We've like- seen Dustin do it. Whoever wins goes on to fight for some type of a title off of this, right? Yeah. But no matter what happens to Connor, win or lose, unless there's something like completely drastic, he's going to fight for another title at some point, yeah. right? Yeah. They, they will find a way to get him into a title fight. He will only he'll always be one fight away from a title fight, sure. if not a title, just ready for. One. I mean,
0: he can jump into a title fight literally whenever he wants, probably.
1: But if Dustin loses this fight, he's now lost to Connor twice. And he's lost to Habib once. It's going to be hard. I could I couldn't see a word with her where Habib would entertain fighting him a second time when you couldn't even like you you've lost to Conor two different times.
0: I've I've juggled the what's next after this fight if Dustin if they, if they both lose right what's next for them if they lose the only interesting matchup for Dustin at this point and it's not even interesting enough really for him it's interesting for the other guy Justin Gaethje Justin Gaethje has to go get that that loss
1: back. It could Maybe. be a way, a good way to redemption. Uh, I mean, but th- that it, doesn't do anything for Dustin. Th- there's, there's a lot of different directions that come from this, and it, yeah, I, I feel bad because like it, it's a tough spot for Poria to go to be at. But I also really appreciate the put it all on the table, man. Like, like this to. is do or die. I mean, you'll make enough money off of this fight to hold you over for quite some time, right? Regardless what happens. Yeah. But, uh, but in my mind, the outcome of this fight is pretty similar to the Cerrone fight. Um, I think Connor comes out like a bat out of hell. We actually fought Sam fight it three times. Did he? Fight, yeah. Were they at one seventy for? I see.
0: I am trying to think about that, but I'm blanking. Up. Swipe. It
1: was a welterweight. welterweight. It wasn't okay. welterweight. Okay. So yeah, this is Keep the, calling, So, huh? he, he's, he's coming back down. He wasn't at that for there. Yeah. Um, but to me, I think it ends very similar to that with a first round defeat. Um, for for Poirier. Um, Connor, I think this this is the the rebirth of the Conor McGregor that we knew in that run, that four year run. I think this is that guy. I don't think it's the guy we saw um, fight Floyd um, with the brash like, I, like he's always been brash, but like I don't think he's going to be that guy. He was at those press conferences, mm-hmm. and while they were entertaining and I loved it in the moment, um, you could see the cracks coming. And, and, they, and they
0: take away from the artistry. I, I,
1: I think having kids change them. Oh, yeah. Um, in yeah. a major way. And and I, and I think it's great for the rest of us out here because we're going to probably see his greatness. Um, so he's my pick. Conor in one. That's my pick.
0: Wow. That's good. I mean, the man called it, and you'd, you'd be wrong to disagree with him. Not bad against uh, him. I, I won't disagree with him either. I think he will win it. I think he wins it very early. If he wants to say he wins it in one, I'll agree with him. Uh, I think Conor McGregor wins this fight, and it sets him up for a pretty big future. Um, with that being said, I can only wish the best for Dustin Poirier. I like both of these guys. Uh, sure. Hopefully, they're both coming out of this uh, a lot better than they are going into it.
1: There's few things that get me more excited in the MMA game than a Conor McGregor fight, and I cannot wait for for this fight to come come I've, to be. I've
0: lost my voice. I- during two Conor fights, yeah, uh, this
1: the, he's the stand up in the living room and walk around guy for me. So. Well, I
0: I screamed when he <laughs> knocked
1: out Jose Aldo. Yeah.
0: Uh, I cried when he knocked out Eddie Alvarez. It was beautiful. What are you gonna do? Yeah,
1: let us know what you're gonna do. Um, are you watching the fight? Are you excited? Do you agree with our picks? Did we miss anything? Who do you think's coming out on top? Maybe you maybe you think Dustin's gonna win. Um, maybe you think we're completely right. Probably not, but we'd love it if you. Yeah, do. we'd
0: love to hear the feedback. Let us know. What do you think of this three-part series? We're very interested in possibly doing something like this again. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, but until next time, Len.
1: Yeah, it's been real, guys. Um, check out all of our other content. 2020 Trivia is somewhere out there. See if you like it. See if you knew the answers. Uh, and until next time, guys.
0: Let's get rumbling.
1: Keep it classy.
0: Bye, Santiago. For those with good taste...